0: You're listening to the LP Podcast. Now, here's
1: your host, Layton Crater.
0: is going on everybody we're back for another episode of the lp podcast i hope you guys have had a great week last week and the week is off to another good good start this go around uh last week right before uh we got the show started we had the news of Corey seager breaking to the texas rangers 10 years 325 million uh a couple other deals that came in after that uh, just before major league baseball instituted a lockout uh we may or may not touch on that today uh, of course we've had a couple big big uh Big moves uh, in college football recently. Uh, Lincoln Riley goes to USC. Um, Brian Kelly goes to LSU. That broke just after the show last week. And Of course, we had David Kath on last week, and you know it went so well. We decided I'd, I, you know, I decided I'd bring on another Kath. Uh, now this one, this one does do his own podcast. He's a pretty cool dude. Goes out to tech, does a podcast show with his buddies. It's called Inside the Lunch Table. His name is Jonathan Kath. What's going on, buddy? How are you?
1: You know I'm good. I listened to the podcast of David on there and. Um, I hope you know that I disagree with everything that David says on sports. Like we have, it could not be more different. I hate the Cowboys. We agree on tech stuff, uh, but that's literally about it.
0: Listen, I mean, and me and me and my younger brother, listen, we go back and forth all the time. You know, there, there's, no, there's there's very few things. There's very few, like Landon loves Tom Brady. I do too. But oddly enough, he he's kind of he was a Patriots fan, and again, he's like 17, so he doesn't. Yeah. What does he know? Well, does you know, but then again, I'm only like 21. So what more do I know? But no, the, David has good ideas. It's not that he's wrong. Now, where we, where we vehemently disagreed, I think, was on how to do college football realignment. You and I might disagree, too. So I'm curious to, curious to find that out. Um, but you know, could be fun, but listen, you and we just talked about this before we got on, so I don't want to make you regurgitate all that. But you do your own podcast, right? Yeah, and you guys do a great work again. It's inside the lunch table, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Any other places I'm missing there? Uh, no,
1: no okay, no, on spotify
0: that's that's where our, that's our biggest listeners, okay? Are. So they do great work. Go check that out, they do, they're really fun to listen to. They're really funny, good group of guys that do it. Uh, all good to tech. Kind of an interesting path for you, because like we were talking about, you went up to tech and you were in, I think, agriculture business, and you guys were kind of shooting the crap, kind of talking about sports like most guys do, and decided, hey, let's start a podcast. It's not a, a new idea, but if you're good at it, then it, then it doesn't matter. So kind of, we don't, you know, we don't have to regurgitate all the information you just told me, but kind of walk me through it, how that came about.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... I. I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. Uh, obviously my senior year in high school was the COVID year. It was like whenever COVID very first hit. And so we didn't have a spring uh, semester, I guess, in high school. Um, but I ended up choosing to go out to tech. Funny enough, I actually came out here for uh, David's birthday and uh, my dad was like, you should go on a tour. And I was like, no, like you guys went there. David goes here and I want to do my own thing. And, I got on campus and I immediately fell in love with everything out here in Lubbock. It's it's definitely a place that if you haven't been, you um, you can't really say much about it. I say it on my podcast all the time, uh, but I came out here and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I liked the environment and um, I, I wanted to do agriculture. So I did that. And then after the first semester and a half, pretty much, I ended up changing my major again uh, to uh, or the, for the first time to NRM, Natural Resources Management. Uh, found out real quick that i did not like that at all um and the podcast started as a joke like i was telling you like it was we were talking about me and calvin we're talking about sports one day and i was like we're doing this for free like come on like uh and and four days later we start the podcast and now we're we we just got done recording our 21st episode and and we're doing well man we're it's it's a really good time i I look forward to the monday wednesday fridays uh get to wake up in the morning early and uh kind of study for what i've got to talk about and Mm -hmm. Um, maybe get a couple of guys on there we we're we're about to do some really really cool things um you know we've already had a couple of interviews David's already been a guest on the show sat right next to me in this room here so um but I I know a lot of guys in the college football realm so I'm gonna try and get those on get those guys on as well but oh it's it's been a ride I tell you it's if you would have told me six months ago that I'd be having a podcast and I'd be talking about sports and I would have looked at you like you're crazy Mm -hmm.
0: you know yeah well it's funny you talk about you know going out to and we will get into sports people i do promise but you know you have to add context you've got to make this a human a human thing if you just sit here and talk about sports all day people may or may not care i don't know but it's funny you go back and you talk about you know when you were out there for david's birthday i was out there for that i don't know if you remember that was like yeah. it's 21st but yeah we me and, and and all of our friends we were out there for that birthday and i remember the Spankies. yes we did and i that was my first introduction to Spankies. god bless it's a good place love it very much. Be, beats anything that didn't has outside of lsa and a bunch of indie coffee shops i don't really know what we have to offer in terms of in terms of food but uh no it's funny i i, I remember being out there and you're, i actually vaguely remember you and your dad talking about that while we were eating for david's birthday and i was like hmm, he would be a good fit but no it's it's funny but it's weird when you look back in the past year and a half it's just been a complete you know disaster and it's been so for everyone. And it's weird to look back like, oh, yeah, this is kind of where it started. And then you you see where it's come now. So, uh, no, like I said, I listen to y'all show as much as I can. I Definitely check out every episode that I'm I'm able to. And you guys do do awesome work. But we have, of course, this is a sports podcast. This is what we talk about. And, of course, we're going to start with college football. Now, the CFP semifinals are set along with the New Year's Day Six Bowls, obviously. Miami has a new head coach uh, as of this morning. Um, Oklahoma has a new coach as of last night, and now Oregon is looking for a new head coach. But before we get any to any of the coaching hires, we have games to look forward to here at the end of the month. So let's go back to this weekend. We have conference championships. Alabama takes down Georgia. Uh, Michigan takes care business against Iowa. Baylor holds on in a nail-biter against Oklahoma State, and Utah pretty much demolishes Oregon. Walk me through your thoughts on each one of those games, and then we'll kind of go back and forth on it.
1: So, I I think the, in my opinion, the biggest game of the weekend was uh, Alabama Georgia. <laughs> obviously, I, I this was Alabama's like first real test, I guess, of the year, and then this was also Georgia's first real test as well. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, Alabama lost uh, fairly early to Texas A and M. I kind of scratched that up as, you know, Kyle Field is a is has. To to be the hardest place to play in college football, it's top three for sure. I mean, when you've got 106,000 fans, um, you know scree- screaming their cult like sayings. You know that's it, it's 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 incredible. Um, but I really liked what I saw from Alabama. Listen, Georgia came into this came into the game only allowing seven touchdowns on the year. Their defense uh, and Bama put up four. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if Georgia necessarily got exposed. I don't know if you could say that. Uh, I will say that if you are a Georgia fan, first off, you're in, and there was no way that you were not going to be in, unless you just got absolutely just demolished. Uh, and then there could have maybe been a thought, I, I don't know, but if you're a Georgia fan, you would rather this happen now. Fix it going into uh, into your Michigan game, and honestly, you got you guys got a little bit lucky there because committee absolutely could have put Cincinnati up there at three, and then you would have had to play Georgia or uh, Alabama. Again, um, I, I think that the Michigan matchup is a little bit easier for you, I will say. Uh, they're obviously, Aiden Hutchinson, I think he's a Heisman candidate for sure. sure. Bryce Young will, should probably win it, but Aiden Hutchinson is incredible. And, you've, and their entire defense is great, but they're not Alabama offense, You know, mm-hmm. even, even without uh, Mechie. They're not Alabama offense, so you, you'll be able to compete a little bit better there. But I really liked what I saw from the Alabama side. Bryce Young, I don't know what to tell you, man. I kid through for over 400 yards, four touchdowns. He's to a play. top no, and yeah, and he's
0: a top recruit for a reason, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's and he's a little bit different mold from the quarterbacks we've seen that like he's different. I mean, Jalen Hurts is athletic, but not a, a great athlete. Two is kind of the same thing. Uh Mac Jones, obviously not an athlete. Just a, a lot of the guys that Alabama's had over the last 10 years. They you know, you've had the McCarries, the McElroys, the right. uh the Jake Cokers, you know, you've had these guys that are they're more game managers than anything, and I think that mold maybe started to break when they brought in the, the Tua and the, and the Jalen Hurts kind of era. Mack Jones was a little bit different, but Bryce Young is different you know, from those guys. Uh, he, he's actually a game breaker, and he's really a playmaker. That's not something we've seen Alabama have the last couple of years, and we've seen this shift, and I know you remember this because I know you're such a big college football guy, but... We remember the early days of the Nick Saban dynasty. It was so defensively driven on the defensive side of the ball, ball right? Right. Because we remember, like we remember the Mark Ingram years, the Trent Richardson, the Eddie, like all we remember. Right. 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 Derek Henry was another one, but in the last five, six years, that's really kind of shifted the philosophy of Alabama to where it's so much more offensively and really quarterback driven. This is probably the best quarterback in terms of talent and best quarterback prospect that program has seen than the Nick Saban run. Um, and that doesn't, mean th- that doesn't mean the defense is taking a step back. But you made a point about Georgia, how it was their first real test. And this is, that, that, it's true because their only ranked win this year, I believe, it was against Kentucky.
1: No, well, Kentucky's not even ranked anymore. It's Clemson. Clemson is right number 23 now. And Clemson, you remember Clemson, very beginning of the year, they played them in the very first game. Clemson was three, Georgia but, was five. It was like a 9-6 game or something like
0: that, right, in the Dem-
1: So, yeah, and, and then Clemson obviously had a little bit of an off year. Uh, but th- there were people even on Twitter that were making the case, like, you know, Georgia only has one top 25 win. You look at a team like Baylor, for example, who's got three top 15 wins and they're conference champions. I'm not saying that you put a two-loss team in there. Right. Like, But I do. I did see how you could have moved Cincinnati to three and put Georgia at four. Now I know the committee came out and said that they didn't. They didn't look at uh, the rematch again as a as a reason why they put Georgia at three. I think they absolutely did.
0: Oh, I think we're destined for a rematch at the end, anyways. I don't. mm, I think we could be. No, I don't think Cincinnati.
1: Cincinnati, But but Michigan though. Michigan. Did you see the way they just took care of Iowa?
0: Well, make no mistake, I was sitting. Out, and again, like I said last week, I'm in my closet because it's better soundproof. Don't make fun of me. But I was sitting outside <laughs> in, on my in my room on Saturday, and I was rooting for Michigan because I like Jim Harbaugh. And I think college football needs to have kind of these old these national brands be good again. You need teams like Michigan. You need teams like Texas. God willing, they ever figure it out. I know you don't want to say that, but the sport probably needs to. I think I think you pull the bias out, you would agree Texas needs to be somewhat relevant. It's good for the overall health of the sport. USC, Miami, these teams need to be good. And I like Jim Harbaugh. And do I think they're the number two team in the country? Absolutely. I don't think there's any disputing that. Um, did they beat a 13-ranked Iowa team in the Big Ten Championship? Yes. But you know as well as I do there's a lot of high school offenses that are probably more similar to that, that offense that I will run to than anything yeah. that George is probably going to run. The defense is wonderful. No mistake. No, make no mistake. But I wouldn't sit here and tell you that. Oh yeah, that was, that was certainly a, a test for Michigan. I don't, I didn't really have any doubts about that game. When we talk about Cincinnati, um, I love the story. I told David this last week, and I've been standing on this stool for for months now. If you were going to put a group of five school in the top four, this was going to be the year to do it because we don't really have a clear-cut number one team that's head and shoulders above the rest. So do I think they're paving the way for other group of five schools to get in? Maybe. I don't think so. Um, Are they in there? Sure. What I prefer to see, do I think Baylor should have got in? No. Do I understand the argument for them? Maybe uh, take the two losses aside. I understand the ranked wins they had. Uh, the fact that you know maybe a team like Notre Dame only had one ranked win. Um, you know, so things that I that I understand. But it, could we honestly sit here and say that Baylor is better than than Georgia or Notre Dame? I don't think so.
1: No, I I think that if Oklahoma State would have beaten Baylor, then that would have absolutely been a conversation uh, between Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. Uh, don't get me wrong; they handled Houston. Fairly well. It was a little close there uh, for the first half, but they ended up handling pretty well. I was a fan on, on my show. I, I, before championship weekend, I came out and I said that this, this is what I think the committee is going to do. If this happens. And then uh, this is what I would like to see happen. And then I said that if Oklahoma state gets wins, then I feel like they should get in. And the only reason why I say that is, is because I feel like the one loss that they had, if we're playing hypothetical here, the one loss that they had was against Iowa state and they lost by inches again uh, for the first time. And Iowa State's not a bad football team. They're, they're, they're a bold team. And honestly, they beat Oklahoma. They beat, in my opinion, beating Big 12 teams is better than beating uh, the uh, AAC's teams. So even Houston, I, don't get me wrong, Houston's a good football team. Sure. The One loss that they had was against Texas Tech uh, at the very beginning of the year, which I don't even know how that happened, if you're going to be honest. Um, but, I mean, put it this way, Tex Tech, Tech has just as many ranked wins, uh, top 25 ranked wins, as a team like Georgia. But I don't, and you know what? And I don't understand why Notre Dame was ranked number six or five now. I don't – Notre Dame has not played a single person. And I think the only reason why they put Notre Dame there was to solidify Cincinnati's place at four.
0: I would agree. I think because if you obviously Cincinnati's signature win this season was obviously over Notre Dame. So the more you the higher up in the rankings are, the better it's going to look on Cincinnati's resume, which is your point. Um, the argument for Notre Dame is interesting. And it's, it's kind of a moot point now because I don't really think they had a great shot to get into the top four anyways. Uh, but the, the argument for Notre Dame is interesting because I was talking to somebody about this literally last night. Uh, and I talked you know, pretty frequently. We talk about this. Notre Dame's interesting because they don't play in a conference, right? And it's hard to gauge when you talk about the typical criteria of ranked wins and conference schedule. Those things don't really apply to Notre Dame. And so the question becomes well where does the merit come in with them? Because they kind of make their schedule. The hard you know, the team they played that they lost to Cincinnati. I don't know the schedule off the top of my head right now who they went, who they, they beat this year that was of, of noteworthy. But they're kind
1: Wisconsin of, was their Wisconsin was
0: their best win of the year, right? And I okay, so that was in, that was in like you know in, in Chicago. Um, I remember that game, and they they won that game handedly. That was Brian Kelly's, like what I think he passed. You know, he's the all time winning coach at Notre Dame after that win. But outside of that, who who did they play? You know, who did they? You know, who did they beat? And it's really not a lot of teams, and so this is this is where Notre Dame kind of gets kind of tricky when it comes to you know you're trying to figure out where you want to put them in the rankings where's the criteria coming from? And it's really, they do it to themselves because they choose to stay outside of the conference. They could very easily, easily jump into the ACC.
1: Yeah. I don't understand. And run it. And the ACC.
0: Right. And what they, and what a person was telling me last night is the reason they did this last year was, well, A, they needed the money and they needed the games. Right. And that's, and as soon as they were afraid that they would get left out of the conversation because everybody was just playing conference schedules, which again, just playing conference schedules is not a bad idea. There's nothing wrong with that. I can't for the life of me cannot understand why the week before Thanksgiving, Alabama gets scheduled, you know, New Mexico State, you know, in mid-November. That, that I don't understand. That's a topic for a different day. But Notre Dame's an interesting one. And, you know, if you circle back to where we're sitting with the, the college football rankings now on the top four, I would like to see Alabama-Michigan. I almost think Michigan-Georgians in, you know, in the semifinal game is kind of a toss-up. Yeah. honestly I think it is I would like to see Michigan but I think it's funny for you know as much parody and as much talk talking had about not really a dominant team in college football this year we're still looking at the scenario of two SEC teams playing for the title I think just to watch the world burn there's part of me that wants to see that
1: yeah I mean I, I think that at the end of the day the SEC obviously is the best conference in, in the league and if people want to uh not see SEC teams then they need to lobby for or if they don't want to see two SEC teams um in the final four, then they need to they need a lobby for expansion. Um and I think we've gotten to this point where expansion has to happen. Um and, and I feel like it has to happen for a majority of reasons. I, I think the main one being that the SEC is so daggum good that there's there may come a year where you look at like the recruits at A and M is getting, for example, you could absolutely make a point. And even now Brian Kelly going to L S U. You've got three or four teams that could absolutely make a push. Now, granted, they're going to have losses on their schedule because they play each other. They're going to beat the hell out of each other every week, right? But I mean, are you, are you telling me right now that in 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 the next couple of years, at a And M or LSU, and then obviously Bama, maybe even in Auburn, Georgia? They, are you telling me right now that they couldn't can, contend for a national title?
0: I mean, Ole Miss just had a ten win season, right, for the right. first time, and and Lane Kiffin, shockingly enough, actually signed a. You know, he signed an extension. I didn't think he was going to do it. Part of me thought he was a dark horse to take to Miami job. I was like, dude, this guy is going to bolt after one year. We have that. But you bring up so interesting with the recruiting and the expansion. Alabama, Clemson, you know, Ohio State, AMLSU, all those teams are going to be really good in recruiting. There is one team that's usually very good in recruiting that's now going to be able to put that together. It's going to be USC. I think USC really returning to power is going to shake up a lot of things, which is necessary. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love i I've sit down every Saturday at 2.30 in the fall, watch the SEC game of the week. You still the best one, right? But USC really kind of returning the power in, in the Pac-12 is going to shake up a lot of things. And I think, I think that's good. But you talk about expansion and you know, if we don't want to see SEC teams dominate, we'll make more teams. I think everybody's for expansion. I think where everybody begins to differ is the amount of teams. For me, I don't think six is enough, but I think 12 was too many. And so I've heard this. I've heard a lot of conference commissioners say this. I've heard athletic directors say this. I've heard coaches say this. If you give all power, all, you know, all power five conference champions a, an automatic bid, and you have five at large teams, I think that works. I think that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
1: Yeah, I, I go back and forth on it. I think that, in my opinion, I think that eight or twelve is where you're sitting. And I think sixteen is way too many. If you do twelve um the reason why I like 12 is you give the first four by um and then you let the other eight teams play and then you go on from there the thing that I don't like about the if you win your conference necessarily is a number one if you're in the ACC for example uh sure Pitt Wake Forest could they have made a run no I I don't (laughs) think that I also don't think that it's fair also to the group of five teams and saying that if you win if you win your power five conference and you're automatically in, but if you're a group of five team, you've got to go you've got a dang near go undefeated for us to even have a conversation with you, you know. Uh so if it, it, it's all about what are you trying to accomplish with the expansion? Are you trying to make it more fair for a group of five teams to get in? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to make it more of a uh I, I don't know. If you go to twelve, just take a take a, a non-conference game off the schedule again mm-hmm. i i get why alabama schedules these teams these teams need money they pay them a million dollars to wax them by 65 and it's good for their program find another way to get them that money i don't know but nor do i really care just take that off the schedule i don't think that college football wins whenever you've got your top four or five teams playing teams that are shouldn't be no good be Yeah. And I think the argument I've
0: heard you know for that, you know, going along with the point is okay, if these teams wanna play, you know, if your power power five conferences, they wanna schedule non-conference games, that's great. You schedule them against other power five schools now that might run contradictory because well then you're not giving the group five schools the money i mean that's fine but what you don't want is in a 12-game season if you're playing three teams that like you said probably really are borderline division one schools they're not even playing conference usa aac you know aac games these sec the big 10 teams they're playing mac teams they're playing mountain west i mean lower than that like teams are bordering on just up the competition a little bit because otherwise and if you're going to do it, guess what? You don't get to play those teams after like October 1st from October 1st on that needs to be conference games. Cause that matters. And I think the argument for at, at what point do conference championships no longer matter? I still think they should. I think if you win your conference, that should mean something. People don't think it does. I, I'm still in the camp that it does a little bit. I would imagine maybe you feel differently, but.
1: No, I, I think they do matter. And, but I don't, I don't think that they matter to the committee because you see what they did to Baylor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Baylor's Baylor moved up two spots, and they kept and and they're behind Ohio State, who didn't even play for. uh, Don't get me wrong, I love Ohio State, and I think Ohio State hands down, not hands down, very convincingly has probably the greatest offense we have ever seen as a whole. Just in college football. Yes, in college
0: football, I still go back to the 2019 LSU team. but LSU I'm, team.
1: yeah, yeah. That's what that Calvin brought that up on our podcast. I, I will. Say, I don't know. C.J. Stroud is obviously incredible. Uh, Williams at running back. Uh, Jackson Smith, shout out to him, uh, Rockwell boy. Then um, uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and then you also have uh, Fleming on the bench too. Is a five-star recruit, is a number mm-hmm. one wide receiver that came out of our class. So uh, they've got talent out the wazoo. But they they didn't play for a Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. They have two losses. And and to be honest with you, I think the two losses that Ohio State have now, granted, one of them was to uh, uh, Michigan, but the other one was to Oregon, who just got waxed by Utah twice. Twice, twice. yeah. And beating a team twice is difficult. So – and Baylor beat – they beat the team that beat them, and they lost to TCU when Chandler Morris threw for 460 yards. And Zach, and Zach, Evans, Zach Evans ran for – hundred and something yeah like the most underrated running back probably in, in division one football he's he's probably going to go to oms
0: i think i've heard that they're that you know sonny dykes is trying to he's coming in from S and i think he's trying to keep him around i've got i know a couple people that work over there at star telegram that are i've been trying to keep up with him see if, see if he's going to stick around he might um but no you make a good point
1: they get quinn it may if they get quinn Ewers
0: and like, that that is the closest th- this quinn Ewers situation and i do want to talk about that um in, in a second that's a, that almost feels like borderline free agency to me. It's kind of funny. 100%. and That's exactly what it feels like. But you make points about you know, where Bayer should be. And I think the way that the committee finally aligned everything yesterday, I heard arguments from Michigan being number one. I didn't buy that for a second. And, you know, of course, people are like, well, if you really should go up, Okay, fine. Well, Michigan didn't go up. Alabama won, they went up from three to one. Yeah, but they beat the number one team. Michigan beat the number thirteen team. So There's gotta be that that accounts for something. That's why they don't move up. I think Georgia and Cincinnati, I think they got the top four right. i I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I like that. I didn't understand Notre Dame and Ohio State being ahead of Baylor. I didn't get it. I think Baylor should have been five to the, for what you said, neither one of you know those two teams. Well, one doesn't play in the conference, the other one didn't even get to the conference championship so the yeah and i think that's fair but kind of talking about expansion and what it would look like let's just say for instance we had a 12 team a 12 team format given the way it stated stated and you've i'm sure you've probably seen some some different mock setups like this this is from uh you know who danny Canellas, is yep okay so maybe you saw this too i probably did on Twitter. yeah so, so he, yeah so he had said this and i'm gonna put my phone up so i'm not looking down away from the mic he said how great would this be only one can dream if you had Michigan and Bama, had to buy or Bama Michigan won two. They each had to buy. You didn't have three Cincinnati against twelve Michigan State, four Georgia against eleven Utah, five Notre Dame against you know number ten BYU, six Ohio State versus nine Baylor, seven Ole Miss versus eight Pitt. I'd sign up for that.
1: I would too.
0: I don't have a problem with that, right? I mean, expansion's coming, and these conferences are going to look so different in the next three to five years. Um, I I still kind of stand by my state of you know where I feel with the Big Twelve and where it's headed. I don't I don't know where the revenue is going to come from once you leave Texas and Oklahoma. I get they've been kind of you know S shows the last you know especially this last year. It's really saying same they made the, the moves that they were going to go to the SEC. So I get you know the you know I think now you have three current Big Twelve teams and four would be. um big Twelve teams in finish in the top 25. That's great. Is it always going to be that way? Probably not. And again, come next year, who's really sitting down to watch Oklahoma state West Virginia at 11 AM on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Like where, where's the view? You will, but that's because you play in the conference, right? So you're always going to have teams that watch it, but on a national stage, the big 12 kind of lost their two national draws and I kind of, I don't know where the Big 12 goes from there. I think they'll be okay. I just think they're going to take a significant step back in the next couple of years, unless the rest of these programs can kind of figure it out. And they might.
1: I, I will say this, the revenue, I don't know how you, I, I don't know how you replace the revenue from somebody like Texas, for example, or even OU. I, I will say this though. The Big 12 is not as bad as what a lot of people think the Big 12 is. Uh, for example, and the SEC is the best conference. Absolutely. And I'm not I'm not disagreeing that they're not the best conference, uh, but they're also split up into two different ones. Right. Um, and so the SEC East is awful. In my opinion, the SEC East is terrible. It
0: should be better team. Uh, it would go a long way to benefit the you know, the SEC if Tennessee was finally relevant. They just haven't been in 20 years. Well, but, I mean,
1: Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky is ranked. I'm sorry. I did not. I did not know. That yeah, I think they finished like 23 or something. 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah, but, but but the SEC East is awful, right? So you have Georgia and Kentucky that pretty much run it. Uh, Vanderbilt is awful, probably one of the worst of. The yeah. only
0: SEC school to not get a not get a bowl game.
1: Yeah, well, they're all they're 0 and eight. Yeah. Um, or well, they were 0 and eight in, in conference play or two and ten. But Florida, obviously, is bad. Um, hopefully, maybe with Bill Napier, they can find out who they are back again. I I, I don't know. Uh, Mizzou has always been hit or miss. Tennessee has kind of been on a surge. Because remember when Tennessee was Vanderbilt bad? Yeah. Uh, But then you look at the SEC West, and that's where the bulk of everything comes, right? So you have Alabama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, A&M.
2: Mississippi State, yeah.
1: All of those teams, (laughs) all of those teams at one point or another in the last two, three, four, five years has been incredible.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And you're about to mix
0: in Texas and Oklahoma into that. And the SEC, I'm really curious, and this is really deep in the weeds and I don't mean to take away from your point. No, you're fine. But the way, I, I'm very curious to see how Texas and Oklahoma are incorporated into the SEC and how they're going to restructure it because the rivalries mean so much in that conference. I don't know who you kick out to the rest. Because almost, Miss, you say they're not going to want to break up. You cannot move you know, Auburn, Alabama. I would still argue that if you're going to move a team from – the east or from the west it probably would be auburn i just don't know how you restructure that conference once you get those two teams in there
1: Uh, i wonder if you arkansas and lsu um and the only reason why only reason why i would throw lsu in there and i've seen a couple of people say this to make it a little bit more balanced uh, to make the sec east a little bit more competitive um, and then Arkan, or, uh, Arkansas is also not a bad football program. But they're ranked number twenty-one, right? Like they they they've beaten really good teams this year. It in the they beat them this year, and they hung with Alabama too. Right. So there's no way. Obviously, Alabama stays, and then because Alabama stays, Auburn stays. Uh, and I almost feel because
0: Auburn, I almost feel because Alabama stays, LSU has to stay too. That's the problem. That's that's kind of where I run into the issue of moving LSU. I,
1: I would say the people that are for Sherlock is obviously Alabama, and then if you keep Ole Miss. Then you have to keep Mississippi State too. But again, you can make the conf- you can make that conversation for everybody. I would love for Texas A and M to stay in the West
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I would love to see Texas Texas A and M. I'd love to see A and M or show you. I would I because whenever they move from the Big Twelve, the reason why they wanted to move is because they wanted to get get away from Texas. Yeah. I'd love to see them back in the same conference again because I hate both of them so
0: much. Oh, I think if you split it up even into – because I've seen – I saw this concept way back in the summer. If you split the SEC up into 14, you know, almost like districts or regions or whatever, like, you know know what I'm saying? Like, and then you had, like, like, I think they call them pods. Dude, you give me Oklahoma, Texas, Texas, A&M, Arkansas in one thing, and you – you know, that kind of old Southwest conference. But where do I sign to get that? And then you can kind of figure everything else out.
1: But again, you're, there's you're just st- so many. There's so there's so many teams that are jammed right there. <laughs> honestly, like if if we're if we're talking about this, I would love to see man take Vanderbilt out of there. Take Vanderbilt out of the SEC. Um, I would like like if you're if you're adding two teams, two more teams. Um, I would have liked to see maybe two teams go. I don't know where those two teams would have gone. Maybe to the Big Twelve. Maybe to especially or maybe like if you're at Vanderbilt, maybe the ACC um or uh uh, that's yeah that's about it I mean I or maybe no I can't do like Pac-12 I I don't know it's gonna be really interesting to see how they do it uh because there's so many SEC teams and you and you have to put those two teams in the west but then the west is already so bulky but maybe it's a good thing maybe they want to even it out a little bit um and maybe it's better for like Georgia too, because sometimes Georgia doesn't play anybody. Mm, they run through their conference
0: schedule. Yeah, because they usually have to. Exactly. Yeah, you usually pick one team out of the other out of the other side, and they kind of rotate. I was always a big component of this, if Texas and Oklahoma were gonna leave the Big Twelve, just go west. You fit out there more culturally. You just go to the, and I still think teams like Tech and Oklahoma State and TCU and Baylor. I eventually think if the Big 12 folds, they will go west. I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense. But even if you're looking at Texas, Oklahoma, just go to the Pac-12. You fit, but you're culturally, you're a better fit. This is not going to be the move they think for the SEC. If the SEC wanted to add two teams outside of Texas, Oklahoma, okay, call Florida State. I think Florida State would be a good fit in the SEC. You get that. I mean, when they're right.
1: already there. You get that yeah. right there and call Miami.
0: Yeah yeah call miami there was talk about notre dame that wasn't happening i know they called clemson i think clemson would have been a really nice fit in the sec
1: would have been nothing
0: folded yeah and if you pull you know you pull Clemson, florida state from the acc you might as well just pack it up and disperse everybody else so i don't know i think i I think it's coming in the next couple years i think all it's going to be driven by the new tv contracts that are set to expire and the revenue that's where all it's coming from we will get some kind of answers it's not going to be in the next year but i don't think that the conference realignment stuff is over at all i think we're going to see a lot of big teams kind of continue to bounce around and find new homes and that's kind of what we've seen with coaches too especially in the last week That was a really good segue i want to get myself a pat on the back yeah, <laughs> um so lsu goes to you know mike Kelly goes to lsu that happened as soon as i was uploading last week's episode we, me and david had just talked about usc and lincoln riley and as soon as i hit the upload button i saw the alert come through on my phone i was like damn it i wish i would have waited a little bit longer but ryan kelly goes to lsu we're talking sec football right now and conference alignment you've seen the video of him faking the southern accent right oh good guy i think i've i have probably heard of it a thousand times and i laugh harder each time it is so good. It's so good. And it almost reminds me, it almost reminded me of like Kevin Spacey faking a Southern accent. Yep. Did you ever see House of Cards? You know what we're talking about? Okay. It's exactly what it, what it sounded like to me. But the fit.
1: Kind of looks I, like Kevin Spacey a
0: little bit, too. He, <laughs> he does. He does we probably shouldn't talk to which Kevin Spacey. I don't want to get canceled. Um, I would hate for that to happen. And, you know, anyways, I like Brian Carroll at LSU. I actually think it's a really good fit. I know a lot of people don't feel that way. I almost think he's a better fit than Lincoln Riley would have been at would have been at LSU. How do you feel?
1: Um, I will come out and say this: I think that uh, everybody that is upset that coaches have been leaving, I want to I want to throw this out there: everybody is for sale. Sure. And what I mean, and what I mean by that is, if somebody's dangling a hundred million dollars right in front of your face, and you're sixty years old. Yeah, exactly. Joel Klatt touched on this, and and he and he did it. He did a phenomenal job talking about this.
0: Oh, this is good.
1: And he, I, you know, he he was he was saying how hundred million dollars in your face. Of obviously, you're going to take it. But but the structure of of the way that college football is now. Obviously, we have the early signing day period now. So you've I think it's about December thirteenth now this year. <laughs> uh, if you're a coach and you have to leave, uh, it means you have to leave by by that November thirtieth, you know, early, real, early December, you don't have a chance to to get there, in, in mid-December because guys are signing to your program that you're going to want to be able to recruit. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why that's why we've seen um, Dave Aranda. They just won on Saturday. He's out recruiting on Sunday the next day, literally. the very next day. And so that's how big of a deal it is. So if you want to point fingers at anybody for leaving early, uh, or or not coaching their teams to the end or whatever you want to say and, and Brian Kelly more so than Lincoln Riley because Notre Dame was in a position to make the playoffs quote unquote mm-hmm. they they weren't in theory sure yeah in theory I guess if everybody would have lost um, but I, that's college football for you so mm-hmm. it, the early signing day period whenever they added that in that's what you get uh, yeah. and and that's what and that's what you're gonna get from coaches but I mean let's be honest I like the move. Um, I like the move for Brian Kelly because recruiting at Notre Dame is probably has to be one of the hardest things to do Uh, obviously it's a private school it's up in Boston up in the cold you've got to meet academic requirements Um, and it's a hard place to win and I
0: don't and even when
1: there's not it's non-conference there's not a ton of just northeastern high school football players all the guys that you're finding are down south in, in in the Texas Florida Louisiana obviously California like georgia riley left too so good for him i mean i know oklahoma fans are mad but you cannot offer what us usc is the best job in college football every single time that it opens up it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with their current talent or anything it has everything to do with their in southern california they would offer you a six million dollar home and buy your other ones meet the financial needs
0: Oh, and you get the best recruits literally five minutes down the street.
1: Five minutes down the road, and you can keep them home. And that's a, yeah. that's a hell of a pitching point to
0: them. Yeah. yeah. And I think and Notre Dame, and we just kind of talked about Notre Dame a second ago. It's a hard place to recruit because of the academics and things like that. And when Brian Kelly got there, they were a wreck. Now, you and I are not old enough to remember when they were really good back when, you know, there was still black and white TV. So we're not going to remember that. I vaguely remember when like Charlie Weiss was there and it was a complete wreck. This is like late two thousands, like early two thousand tens, and then Brian Kelly gets there and he flips it around. And I think they're leaving it in really good hands with Marcus Freeman. I've heard him do two radio spots this morning uh, on band. I think I
1: already love
0: him. I think he's so good with what he does. Uh, and I I think it's great. I think Tommy Reese staying there is awesome. Notre Dame's gonna be fine. Oklahoma's gonna be fine. You could not have gotten a better consolation prize if you're Oklahoma than Brent Venables. You couldn't have done you couldn't have done better. But if you look at we were just talking about the SEC West, or, you know, West alone, the coaches in that area already: Steve Sarkeesian, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Brian Kelly, Brent Venables. Am I missing anybody out of those schools that's of note? No, you're. No, I
2: don't think so. No,
0: that is one half of a conference.
2: Those All guys, those coaches.
1: Those are probably. I mean, you could throw Dabo in there. Um, who's better? Who's just as high pro- prolific? Uh, Lincoln Riley, but but outside of those two guys, Ryan Day, Jim, you know, Jim Harbaugh. I, I'm not the biggest Ryan Day fan because I think that he inherited such a. It's not that I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not going to give him a bunch of flowers. He did get the keys to the Maserati and said, "Don't wreck it." Right. And yeah. And he, yeah, he, he, he got and. College football is so different than especially like the NFL, for example. Like college football, if you build a brand, like Nick Saban does not have to go and recruit. Like why he gets he goes to recruit to get out of his house. If if you get an offer from Alabama, you already know what you're getting. So if you build this brand, and the same thing for Ohio State, if you build this brand around, you don't have to recruit very hard. Like so Ryan Day walked into that. He walked into a phenomenal uh, roster. He walked into a phenomenal commits already. And he walked into being a powerhouse in the Big Ten, and at the time the Big Ten was struggling. Michigan couldn't win against Ohio State. Yeah, teams like
0: Wisconsin that were pretty Wisconsin, Michigan State were the class of the Big Ten at that point in time.
1: Right. And then and and then you had teams like that would give you the run for your money, like Northwestern. But besides that, I mean Big Ten looks a lot different today than it did, you know, five years ago. Oh no, I think the
0: Big Ten has proven to be a clear half step to full step below below the sec but they're, they're a pretty good 1a you know if you're gonna look at the sec and, and yeah i mean you make a good point i mean some guys come in some teams don't have to recruit very hard Alabama's one of them teams like oklahoma and michigan and notre dame those teams even if they're nationally very good year in year out, these teams still recruit really hard there's only two programs in the country really that don't have to go out and sell their team to kids because the kids want to play with them and so i would say alabama Every other school, with the exception of maybe like a Clemson or a USC. I, throw, Under-
1: I throw LSU in there. LSU is another facilities one. Facilities are second to none. I've I guess, seen, yes, I've seen them. Yeah, I, get, I guess that is selling. But, no, you're right. I don't think that I – don't, I don't think that I, – I, I will say this. Brett Minimals, that was the best hire that you could have done. Um, everybody was trashing Texas Tech for uh, firing their coach in the, mid of the middle of the year you're going to start seeing this more often because I, in my opinion, I thought that we we have made probably the best hire outside of USC um, and LSU. Um, I say that, and now Miami with um,
2: um, Mario Cristobal.
1: Mario Cristobal, yeah.
0: That's another nothing. but uh, he's from Miami. But I uh, talked about the, the other signing day period. He was recruiting yesterday. There was literally a picture of him wearing Oregon stuff yesterday with a recruit and his family taking a picture. I can't wait to see it at Oregon. It's, 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 it's the next one. It was no secret that he was leaving. I did find it funny that Miami still had Manny Diaz under contract. They feel don't.
1: really bad, by the way. I, I feel really bad for Manny Diaz. I would love for Manny Diaz to come to Lubbock as our defense coordinator.
0: You might. I mean, listen, you might get him. I know you didn't get Jeff Trailer, but then you get Joe McGuire. That's pretty hard to beat.
1: You know what? You know what? I'm actually glad I didn't, we didn't get Trailer. I like Joey McGuire. I'm, man, I'm in love with Joey McGuire. I think, yeah, I, like I think him. that's the right one. I think that he is a better fit for, and because, I mean, obviously, and this goes into it, especially with coaches, is fit is everything. And fit is, that's why I'm a little weary on the Brian Kelly LSU. He's a Boston kid. You know, he's, he's, he's a Northern guy. He's already faking an accent. Now, I don't think that that stuff is going to necessarily play, but I will say this. If you're, if you're walking into a recruit's home and, and you're having a home visit and, you know, eating food, having a conversation, telling stories about stuff that you did whenever you were a kid, the college that you went to, uh, you know, all this fit goes into connections. And, and whenever a head coach is able to connect with the kid and the kid's family, that goes a long ways. And that's why I love that we had Joey McGuire. Uh, he's a Texas guy. That's why I'm a little weary about Brian Kelly going to LSU. He's going to walk into a recruit's house and have some gumbo and he's going to, he's going to crap his pants because he's completely- not used
0: to it yeah well now do you worry about weak and riley going out west because this is the dude that's from mule shoe texas do you have any idea where that's at that is down there i mean you probably do it's like south of like abilene like it's in the middle of nowhere and he jumps to norman he's got the job groom for under bob stoops now you know he is no he is no longer the big fish in a small pond he is a small fish in a very very large pond now when usc is right the only thing that trumps them are the lakers and dodgers in that down yeah. but this this is not normal the oklahoma
1: dodgers have to be right too so listen
0: to listen dodgers have been right for a while despite my many tears shed the lakers are you know whatever they're 12 and 12 but are there any concerns about you know are there any concerns with, with lincoln riley jumping all the way out to to l.a because it will chew you up and spit you out in a heartbeat in a heartbeat or I I'm saying the camp that it's going to work, but you make a good point with Brian Kelly and to there There is those same concerns with with Lincoln Riley.
1: I think it's uh, okay. Fit is a big deal, yeah, and but I, I think that's the most interesting one is the fact that he is both him and his wife are small town Texas people. Um, I think it's his wife from, from Texas. Yeah. Both small town. I know they're both small town. Yes, um,
0: I think she is from Oklahoma actually.
1: I kind of you kind of look at the way he dresses, and he kind of he kind of screams L.A. to me. You know, he does like the way that he has he combs his hair, and he looked like he fit at USC at the conference. Like he he looked like he he fit there, and his wife and his kids looked like they were enjoying their time there too. And that's what he said. I mean, it was a move for his family. Um, and you know what? If you get offered the U, I cannot say this enough. If you're getting offered the USC's job or USC job. You have to take it. I don't. It doesn't matter unless you're Nick Saban. Yeah. I would even
2: now they know. did they did
0: offer that job. Remember, I mean, we went to you know the the James Franklins, the Matt Campbells. We went through all this. Even Mario Cristobal was asked about the job. They all said no reportedly, and then they all got bigger deals.
1: I don't know if they said no. Here's what I was. I don't know if they said no. I think that USC had their eye on Lincoln Riley from the jump and and if I and I don't and I'm not a big James Franklin guy. I know what he's done at Penn State, and Penn State's is also a difficult place to uh, hard place to
0: resurrect too, given what they came out of.
1: Right, exactly. So, but I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think he'll fit well at USC. Um, I think it's hard to not fit well at USC, just given the amount of resources that are around you. But again, I mean, you look at him. You look at the way that he dresses. He looks like a he looks like a California guy that. Hmm. And, and it's air raid. It's Pac-12. That's what he does. It's it's a it's an off. It's it's just as offensive minded as a Big Twelve. It's not a big jump. Um, no. So I, I would be. I, I was curious about this. I wonder if and and I wonder what your thoughts are on this. Do you think that OU talked to him about moving to the SEC and he didn't want to go to the SEC?
0: Um, I I told David this last week. I don't know that he was running from the SEC necessarily. I think a lot. I think a lot of it was this guy that Lincoln Riley wanted. Think about during the time he's been a head coach there; he has ruled the Big Twelve. That was not going to happen when he went. He was looking at being a 500 team at best for the next three to four years. He didn't want to do that. Do I think if you know if another team had come and offered him, let's say? You know, let's say USC gets a different guy to come in. There. Let's say Mario Cristobal goes to USC. Well, no Oregon's open. Does he take the Oregon job? Probably not. I don't, I don't but sure. I think it was such a unique set of circumstances where the best job, like you said in Colorado, became available in a conference that show, has shown no real ability to put out a, a repeat contender year in and year out. I think it made perfect. I think it was just the perfect storm of things. I do think going to the SEC played a part of it, but I think more it was more of the fact that well, now I can't dominate and run a conference anymore. And I do think, you know, him being an offensive guy, I think that's going to work at USC. I think he's going to be fine at USC. I would expect him next year really to immediately be a power, but what been, it, it, it's going to take a couple of times, you know, a couple of years to get some of the stuff sorted out at USC. Um, they're going to need to run the ball. He's run the ball well at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, he's had Kennedy Brooks oh, there for yes. a while. They can run the ball. What made Oklahoma so good the last couple of years is that they constantly churned out NFL-quality linemen. USC used to do that, too, way back in the day when, when we were kids, when they had Pete Carroll. They used to go two and three deep and run over SEC teams. Haven't done that in years. And really, for as many as the top recruits and the quality recruits they have, they don't have that on the offensive line. So I think that's something to kind of look at and with USC. But you make a good point. You know, he did look he, – he does kind of feel L.A. in a weird way. Yeah. Now, everybody kind of looks good when the mountains and downtown L.A. is behind you. Yeah, you even whenever – You and I would look good.
1: You know, yeah. Like, he would just dress uh, – maybe maybe I'm looking too for Maybe I'm reaching. No, it matters. It matters. But he uh, – again, I, I cannot say this enough. You cannot pass that job up, man. I, no. You can't pass that job up. It's, it's the best job in college football. And, oh, you fans are mad, and now they're – I, now they're happy because they got Venables. Here's what I'm gonna say. Venables is not Lincoln Riley. No. Do I think that he'll do well? Of course he's gonna do well. Part of me almost
0: think he's a little thinks he's a little bit better fit for where they're going though.
1: DC I, minded. Uh, I, I will say that. I'm 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 more of a big fan of uh defensive coordinators getting head coaches head coaching jobs and, and offensive guys and then offensive guys. Um mainly because especially if you're going to the SEC. Uh, you got to play defense there. That is not a discussion. You know, you you can't you can't roll out a Big 12 defense um, against an SEC team. We've seen yeah. it in college football playoffs, right? Like, you can't do that. You've, you've got to play some sort of defense. And OU does. I think OU, obviously Oklahoma State had the best defense in the Big 12 this last year. I would say that they rivaled uh, uh, Georgia. But, and maybe Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they were really good in the secondary. But, man, I, I liked the Venables. That was all there was, though. You're not stopping yeah. anybody else. There,
0: there was no and I know they talked to Matt Campbell. He wasn't leaving Iowa State to go to Oklahoma. It was gonna happen. I think Venables was the only choice and the most logical one. Um
1: and
0: he's been there before. He's been there, you know. He he was there in, in the early days with Stoops, you know, when they were when they were racking up conference championships. So I think Oklahoma's gonna be fine. Um, but you mentioned Texas Tech. Well, you guys are in the running for a quarterback that's currently now on the market in the transfer portal. Just I'm talking about Spencer Rattler, not Quinn Ewers. You know, if you want to go pick up, if you want to pick up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we're talking Quinn Ewers. Obviously, I was talking with somebody about this Friday night. uh, when I was uh, covering a, a high school playoff game. Um, so it was just another writer in the box. It was when the news broke that Ewers was was going in the transfer portal. The first team that came to mind with me was actually Texas Tech. Yeah. I feel like if he's going to a Texas school, I kind of feel like, like, logically, if you look at it, it's like, okay, Texas Texas A&M Tech. That's just kind of the order. In, in most people's minds, it's where it kind of comes to. Yeah. When I look at it, I kind of feel like Tech and Texas are kind of in the running for this. I think he'd fit either way. But I would give the slight edge to Texas, but I could be wrong. What do you think?
1: Uh, obviously, the relationship, he was – he was once committed to Texas uh, and that's, let's not forget like that. That's a big deal there. Uh, and so he, and he's been to Austin. And that's why he just had a home visit with Sark. He didn't have to go to Austin. He's already been to Austin. He's already seen all that stuff. Um, Texas is interesting. They came off probably one of their most disappointing seasons in the last 10 years. I'd imagine they lost and, and, they don't, and they're not in a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, if, if you get a bowl game, that kind of hurts or that kind of Dampens the loss to Kansas a little bit, but you're not even you're not even ball eligible now. So, um, it, I would say that I would give listen, his NIL deal, he's got to play, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's coming down to. He just wants to play, whether it's for the money or he just actually wants to play. I don't personally care what the reason is <laughs> <doing a> because <laughs> the kid is generational talent. But if you want to talk about playing Hudson Card and Casey Thompson over there, I'm not saying that they are better than, um, uh, Quinn by any means but they, they can say, play saying, but they can play Hudson Card was a four or five star recruit as well and they've been in a system before they've been in a system for a year Casey has been in the system for three years mm-hmm. God, I feel like he's been there for 12. Oh yeah
0: I was the same way with that uh, what was George's quarterback that it was an uh, Aaron Murray
1: oh yeah Aaron Murray. God, I thought he was there for like seven years but I you know I, I don't know there's there's a lot that goes into it obviously uh with um uh, we got Zach Kittley, that's Air Raid. Air Raid's coming back to Lubbock, uh, like true Air Raid's coming mm-hmm. back to Lubbock. We haven't had that since, oh, I'd say probably since Cliff was here. Uh, but even that wasn't even really a true, true, true Air Raid. We've kind of been dampered because we haven't had the talent at quarterback to be able to have it a true Air Raid. So mm-hmm. Get us a, a person like uh, Quinn Ewers and we'll be able to bring that back. Uh, but the the sexy thing about Texas is they're Texas. They're the, U- they're the University of Texas. There's not another brand out there like that.
0: It's not- very similar to USC in a way.
1: Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's USC in Texas. Now, USC, it, and it's interesting because both of the, b- these big brands suck. And they've yeah. sucked for the last five years. And, and I, th- I do
0: done. think them and Miami, all of which have made significant coaching changes, I think they're all going to be better. Texas, I worry about because of where they're going. Well, like I said, to start this, all three of those schools have to be good. Yeah. But they, they need oh, to be. I mean, they need it's, to be, it's,
1: and it's it's good for college football. So I mean, with, for him, like I said, he was down here yesterday. Uh, he's at TCU right now. A and M's off the board. Um,
0: They've got Calzada. It's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know why exactly he they're off the board because if they're off the board, then and if it's for reasons for playing time, maybe Jumbo didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's for reasons of playing time, it, that's a similar situation with Texas. Yeah. Again, Hudson Card and Casey Thompson. They both played last year. and They both played. They both played a significant amount of time, and they've been in that system and they've been there for a while. He hadn't. And if we're talking about who's going to make the most immediate impact, where you would go, it would be obviously it would be Tech. It would, uh, and we have, yeah. And we we have three good quarterbacks in a room. A mm-hmm. four star Baron Martin, who's who's uh, who's a freshman. Uh, Donovan Smith is phenomenal. I um, and then I'm not even going to count Henry Columbia, uh, but you also have uh, Shuck as well, Tyler Shuck, who's mm-hmm. who used to play at Oregon so the quarterback room if he comes it would be deep obviously probably one or two of those guys would probably transfer um i don't know if tyler shuck would transfer because he's already transferred but i don't know man the nil opportunities down here in lubbock are are just as much as what they
0: are in austin yeah
1: and and nobody ever and nobody i guess realizes that again if you haven't been to lubbock don't talk about it um you've got no clue i mean the we we just put up 25 million dollars to redo our stadium and then we got another 20 million dollar uh to re or to to build a new football facility our facilities are going to rival your alabama's lsu's georgia it's going to rival these power five uh things so and let's keep in mind too wherever he goes wherever yours goes you better believe a receiver to Will follow. Stars, they're going to follow. Remember, he left. He left high school early. So, these guys that are that are signing early right here, they played with him. They played against him. They went to camps together. They they went to the Elite Eleven together. You know, they went to the Nike opening together. Under Armour, all that stuff. They went to all these camps together. So, let's not forget that he's going to bring talent with him, which that's yeah. the most exciting part for me. Obviously, yes, I want him. But I also it would also be really cool to see other guys. What he brings, yeah, what comes with him. I think the argument for
0: him to go to Texas would be, given what they just went through this year, I don't think that they're like, hey, you know what, Hudson Card, Casey Thompson, you know what, you guys did well last year, we're gonna stick with you. I don't, given what they just went through, I think anything's on the table. And I don't, if there's anything we've learned in college football over the last week, we said loyalty really means there's no such thing. Players, coaches, AD—that's not like that's not a secret, but that's really come to light recently. And so, I think he'll go anywhere. I don't even think it's totally off the table that he goes somewhere outside of outside of the state. I I do think it's likely that he stay he stays in state. But I don't think it's unrealistic that he ends up somewhere different that maybe we're not considering. Um, maybe
1: he goes to a place like OU. It's close. Or- I just thought about that this morning when I was thinking about it. Caleb Williams could very well be going to USC. Mm-hmm. Um, since Rattler obviously put his name in the transfer portal. Um so he he may go to a place like OU. Throughout Miami. He made it, he's made he's made it pretty it's all about what he wants. And at least the thing about all of this is it's all speculation. Like he hadn't come out and said a damn thing. Mm-mm. He hadn't said anything about
0: This is just us because we have nothing else to talk about.
1: Right, it's like and and it's it's people like us who are kind of like, oh, he's he's doing this, or he he has said that he wants to stay in Texas, but I don't know if that is, you know, maybe he took a visit here to Tech. I don't like this place. Maybe he goes to TCU. I don't like this place, and he's not sold on Sark in Texas.
0: Maybe he goes to Miami.
1: Maybe he goes. Yeah, maybe. God, that would be
0: fun. God, that would be fun. I know they're a hellhole right now. They did just steal Clemson's AD away. I know they got a new head coach, but I'm quietly rooting for Miami to be like, you know what?
1: Oh, I always root for Miami. The reason, yeah. I always root for
0: Miami. My my infatuation with stadium, my stadium, though. I know it's ridiculous, and they play You're at
1: such this big name car, uh, team, and you don't have big name programming. You don't have your own stadium.
0: I mean, UCLA plays 40 minutes away from campus in Pasadena. You know what I mean? They
1: for them too. Yeah. For USC?
0: I mean, the Coliseum's close by, I but.
1: I guess it's theirs.
0: Oh, no. The, yeah, no. The, I mean, the Coliseum was built to do the uh, the Olympics back in the 90s. But no, I have this weird infatuation with Miami just because I watched those 30 for 30U 30 documentaries when I was like 10, 11 years old. And I was like, I want to go to school there. And oh, then I, I, love,
1: I love Miami. And they're God, they're for fun. College football. They're really good for college football. Co- and, and listen, all this coaching mix up and players transferring and all this kind of stuff.
2: This is what the sport needed.
1: It's really good for college football. I will say this for Tech. Um we are one of only two It's us in Georgia who have not had any uh any players into the transfer portal, which is really surprising
2: because Really? Yes. Yeah.
1: We are one of only two Division 1 uh I think maybe even Power 5 uh schools that have not had anybody go to the transfer portal, which you know what? Good for Joey McGuire. That speaks more about Joey McGuire Um. Then it doesn't. And and, I mean, of course, you're not going to have anybody transfer from Georgia, and they may at the very end of the year, but maybe because they don't play. And we and we may also have somebody transfer as well, especially if Quinn Ewers comes, but or or whenever he brings some some of his little his little guys. But man, college football is. I think this is the most interesting year of college football that I have ever witnessed and I, I oh, yeah. I'm only 20 I'm only 20 years old but holy crap like we're seeing big name coaches leave we're seeing mm-hmm. big name players put their name in the transfer portal like we're and and guys are getting hurt man has got Mechie got hurt now is he, is he even going to go to the draft I
0: don't know but no you bring it uh, – again it's going to like I would agree. The most interesting year we've seen college sports in a long time because it has become really regional, and so we've seen all these these you know these coastal teams and these big brands that have been down for a while. They're going out, and they're swinging, and they're making big moves, and outside of all that, with the coaching changes and the transfer portal, portal moves and all that, we had a lot of parity this year. You know what I mean? Like Baylor Oklahoma played for the Big Twelve title. That was a great game. I personally kind of wanted to see Oklahoma State win that. Their quarterback went. Went to Denton Ryan, uh, Spencer, you know, Spencer Sanders. So. Well, I
1: played against
0: him. really? Really? Okay. Yeah, he graduated just before I got here, um, before I really started digging deep and covering, covering high school sports. And stuff. So I was kind of wanting to see them win. Um, the ACC, everyone's forgets by the ACC game. You know, you had Pitt and Wake Forest. Now, not a lot of people outside of Pitt and Wake Forest are going to watch it. I didn't. Um, I, was keep- I figured you would, but <laughs> not everybody is you, Jonathan. You know, not everybody... Not everybody's you, and then wow! Uh, oh, for those who can't see, uh, he Jonathan is showing me a picture. Is that you tackling Spencer Sanders?
1: Uh, actually, it was a missed tackle. Um, and he. Thank you for being said, honest. <laughs> he said the most disrespectful thing to me ever, and I could not recover for the rest of the game. We got routed by like forty five.
2: I think was that was that your senior year?
1: No, that was my sophomore year.
0: Okay, because I remember Poet came up here and played. In 2019,
1: you came to that one.
0: No, that was at Collins,
2: right?
1: Yeah, just that game right there. I think you, you guys were there. I think that you guys saw us. That that was our sophomore year, because that was when David was still at UNT. Yeah, that was like his last
0: semester here, right? Yeah, yeah, was, and,
1: yeah and y'all, I, I think you, Randy, and uh David, and I think Juan too, all might have been there. No, maybe, maybe you weren't. Were you even there? I know you I really had... came. I know they came.
0: I remember you guys coming up to play a Denton team in 2019, but I don't – I think David was the only one that went for some reason. I couldn't – now, so. I, know you, I know you played a game. Yeah, no, I know you played a game at Poteet. I didn't go to that one. I think that might have been – I don't remember. But I, do, I, I might have been. Hell, I, I don't know.
1: Anyways, well, I, I did play him. He said the most disrespectful things to me throughout the game. And you know what? He was so right to do so because he was so good in high school. Oh, my God he probably was the best um i probably uh no actually i billy bowman also from Ditton ryan billy Mm bowman you know what we we, they had like five division one commits on their offense
0: Dude, they're still good they're still badass and everything i mean that's the day that's why i love like and we're kind of moving away from college football now talking high school football which something you and i know each of but on different different perspectives right because you obviously played it i'm five foot nine, 160 pounds. If I stub my toe, I cry for half an hour. Um, so football was not in my DNA. Um, but just so we know from different perspectives. And so the more I've really dug in and I'm in a really good area to cover high school football, because yeah, you just you know, in the Denver Chronicles coverage, we have, uh, Geyer, Argyle, Aubrey, um, who else was Oh, Ryan, um, Braswell. And the thing that's fun it's interesting about it is the teams that we cover, like I did a lot of Braswell this year. Well, they're in District 5, 6A. Yeah. So that's that's Geyer, that's Little Elm, that's Prosper, that's Allen, it's McKinney and McKinney Boyd. Um and it's it's really funny because you start to see all these these guys and then you go and look at the recruiting board. It's like, damn, they're where really the hell up there. They're actually yep. it's it's cool. And a lot of them have went like, you know, we had Steve two defending state title teams in our coverage this year. We had Ryan and Argyle, both of which were gone. They're now gone. You know, and last week you had six def- – you know, the, the week of Thanksgiving, you had six defending state teams, state-winning teams. All go. And then you had Ryan the next week. Um, and now you're looking at a team – and and I'm always talking about this because it's the only team I really know. You know, it's in my coverage right now. You have Geyer, and they've got a pretty – I think had Ryan – Taking care of business, conversation, station. They had a pretty easy path to get to the state and you know and potentially win it. Yeah. Um,
1: but they always go to the fifth round and they can't ever beat. You know, they always go to the fourth, fifth round, um, and and they can't ever really get over that hump. That that's the one thing about. Um, that's the one thing about them. That's that's a lot. That that's your one thing about a lot of teams in high school football. Even us, you know, whenever I was there and and years before, we would make it to the third, fourth, fifth round. And then we'd run into a team like Alito, and holy crap, you know, Alito's, their entire offensive line is not smaller than 6'2", 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I, what I've learned in the last year doing this too is – The games that I like, I enjoyed coming more was the four A schools. The four A schools were so much. Doing the Aubrey and Argyle games. You go to an Argyle game, it's like being a junior college football game. It is insane. And we're getting ready to go go to uh, with Rayline coming. They're going to five A division too.
1: That's not good for them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Listen, I think five A and six A football both divisions. In the state of Texas is are the toughest divisions in the country. And that is going for that is talking about Florida and California. California. And the reason and the reason why I don't put California up there is because Cal, a lot of California's really big teams are all private schools. So they're not in Modern is one of them, yeah. Right. Yeah. You have got your modern day, um, St. John Bosco, all that. And then and then Florida, obviously, your Saint St. Thomas Aquinas, um, and then obviously IMG. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, there's I don't Every region of Texas is good. Obviously, you go down south, you get Westlake, Lake Travis. Um, even and I, I've got a buddy of mine out here who's uh, Pflugerville. He, he went to Flugerville. Mm-hmm. Most, most people have no clue where that is. It's just outside of Austin, right, right there by Round Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, Pflugerville ISD is good at football, too. And then you come up to the north central, and then you've got um, us, like Dallas, the Dallas schools. Dunkerville, holy crap. Seattle mm-hmm. has been good. DeSoto uh you you name it uh it's there and Alan, you know, prosper a guy or ryan yeah exactly yes unless you go on then you come out west and you've got teams like lubbock cooper who are still in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, so everywhere in texas they're good i would i'm a little biased but i would probably say the dallas area has to be the strongest uh it's maybe not as you know maybe there isn't teams like because down south too, you also have Houston like Katie and North Shore. Houston is well. where all
0: that yeah, Houston to me, for my money's worth, Houston is where all a lot of the, the best schools are. And I even work in the Dallas area. They cover a lot of these schools and I would still argue that Houston's got some teams that are ridiculous. I just
1: don't think that they are as deep as like the Texas they're Dallas. not.
0: I think the BFW area, I think there is a such a wealth of good teams that it, I don't want to say it's watered down, but there's just so many. And I think when you go further in like Houston or even out west, there's more that, there's more that stand out because there's yeah. not as many. I grew up in East Texas and that's a lot of three A, you know, two A, three A four A teams that is god Carthage, Gilmore, those you know, Water, those teams are fun when they're right. Oh, yeah. um, and so that's where a lot of my experience comes in. And I think that's part of why I like the three and four A look better. There was a two A game between Shiner and uh oh God who who did Shiner play last week? I can't remember. But it was in Victoria. They had eleven thousand people show up to a game for a two A football game.
1: Well it's it's more it's more community based, right? Like right. Now now I've been to games where uh, where where we our team or I would go to like AT and T Stadium, and there would be no joke fifty thousand people there uh, to watch Duncanville play mm-hmm. or to watch Cedar Hill play uh, Lake Ridge. Whenever you remember when Lake Ridge was, born, mm-hmm. whenever they had Jet Duffy, we played them. Whenever they had Jet Duffy, he routed us up. Uh, so even it's it's really that's why I love Texas high school football. There's nothing like Texas high school football. It is the most every every single game that I played there was one two three division one commits on every single yeah. game it, it yeah there was not a or they were getting looked at by division one uh uh they were division one talent like i i played ty jordan uh Aaron Lowe those guys like that
2: Absolutely, yeah
1: aw- awfully got um got killed that was awful it was awful for the community uh, I played guys like spencer Sanders I played with guys. Seth McGowan, Tristan, Tristan Golightly. I've I've I played with a lot of like, and it's really interesting to see because like I'll sit down on Saturday, and I'll turn a game on. And I'm like, oh, know him. I know that guy. Yeah. Or like I'll see Chandler Morris at TCU throwing for 460. Oh, I played against him in in high school, like yeah. stuff like that. And even like at uh, that, oh, yeah.
0: And even at uh, Memphis, their quarterback uh, is uh, Seth Hennigan, huge quarterback at Ryan last year, won the championship. His dad's still a coach at Ryan. So even, you know, I'll turn and watch them on just because I'm curious. Um, but no, it's it's weird, especially the older I've gotten. And, you know, and you get more into covering high school football and then you turn on the TV and you're like, oh damn, I know this guy's oh wait, they're my age and they're doing that. And you know, I write That's about the crazy
1: them. Part.
2: That's,
0: That's what's the weird. Crazy it's part. that they're your age and they're doing that and you yes. you view it through your lens, you're like, damn. What am
1: what I doing is,
0: with my life? Where did I go wrong? Yeah. What, what, why didn't I get the you know the athletic team? You did, I didn't. I I did not get it. You were able to you played baseball and football and everything else on the sun. I I could not do it. But I want to talk about your Vikings in some NFL before I, I, I let you go. That's right. You probably didn't think I knew that you were a Vikings fan, but I do. And for those who can't see, he just kind of buried his head in his hands because he knows I'm about to grill him I on his got, Vikings. I
1: just got grilled just two hours ago. I'm
0: not going to grill any on your Vikings. I'm not going to grill any on Vikings. But I'm going to ask you, does Mike Zimmer come back for another year?
1: Say that again? Does Mike Zimmer come back for another year? I think that he – okay, we talked about this too a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know if he's on a hot seat, but I don't know if he's on a cool seat either.
2: I don't think he's safe.
1: I don't think. Why well, I don't think the any coach in the NFL is safe, but I definitely don't think that Mike Zimmer is safe. Um, I don't. I, the the head scratching. You know, I'm, I'm actually scratching my head. Like the thing about the Vikings that is just so interesting to me is we lose games we shouldn't lose and we and then we turn around and we beat green bay are you be the best team in the league like you
0: I mean, and baltimore i would be in detroit really i hate to be fans of you guys you just gut-wrenching losses and wins
1: like we already we already beat the lions previous in the year and then we lose to a backup quarterback in dallas at home uh we we lose in overtime to the ravens gut-wrenching we beat the chargers which Chargers are kind of coin flip. Some days are good. Some days are not.
0: Just wish they would uh, figure it out for one. Just for one season, I want the Chargers to figure it out.
1: We lose to the 49ers in in the middle of a – like that's the wild card races between us two. We lose mm-hmm. to them, and then we lose to arguably the worst team in the league. And here's the crazy, stupid part about all of it. Kirk Cousins threw for
2: 340. Mm-hmm. Empty yards. So
1: yeah. And that's without Dalvin, that's without Dalvin Cook. I know, and that's – okay, and that's what I was about to say. We went for two – we went for the two-point conversion, I think it was like three or four times, mm. and we missed all of them. And But that's when you need Dalvin Cook. You know better than anybody else, and, and anybody that watches football, you know that when you're on the two- or three-yard line, your playbook goes to like six plays. Like, if that. Six plays. Yeah, if that. You're going to run the ball, maybe quarterback sneak, maybe like a little boot action with your uh, tight end on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at – after that you're, there's nothing so it really it really hurt us that we did not have dalvin cook to be able to at least run the ball and we lost by two points we left i think we we probably left what 10 points on the board um so but i will say this the only bright spot that came out of the game is i think and I, i'm a little biased but i also uh there's stats that back it up justin jefferson uh has to be probably the best receiver in the league I don't think that there's anybody on on any team that can guard him. He does well against bad teams. He does well against good teams. He steps up. You can throw Devontae Adams in there, maybe, but he's better than Amari Cooper.
2: Yes, um, no, yes, yes. I, I
1: don't. I don't know of another receiver that you would throw in there besides Devontae that you could argue that uh, Justin Jefferson is oh. not better than.
0: I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, but he's simply not. And even then, there's so many guys. I mean, Cooper Cup's a hard one to beat, but he's such a different player than what Justin Jefferson is. You know what I mean? He's not not a vertical deep threat. I mean, he can be, but he's not really. He's more of a possession guy. Stephon Diggs, but that offense has been up and down this year in Buffalo. So I think there's a a very reasonable and, and logical case to be made that he would be the number one. The problem is people are so, you know, iffy on Kirk Cousins. I am too. I think. Oh, my. You, you get out of Kirk Cousins what your expectations are. If you're expecting him to be a top 10 quarterback, you're probably going to be let down. Right. If you're expecting him to be in that 11 to 18 range, you're probably going to be pretty happy. Um, Same
1: thing for Dyke Prescott too. All these Cowboys fans get upset. Well, it's because you paid a, a top 15, 16 quarterback $75 million for the first year. That's why you're upset. He's not a top five quarterback in the league. I'm sorry. I, I used well, and I used to be in that
0: camp of Dak thing. He we was somewhere between 12 and 15. I've kind of changed my stance a little bit to where he's, you know, maybe eight to 10.
1: He doesn't go out and win you games. I don't know if he loses you games though. But he's not well. Yeah, right. But neither does Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield is probably one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league.
0: Listen, me and your brother have gone round and round for three years about Baker Mayfield. He is such a homer on Baker Mayfield. I think he does not just, just to piss me off.
1: I hate Baker Mayfield.
0: I, I don't hate him. I just don't think he's that damn good.
1: No, I, I, he, I, think, he's, I think he's pretty poor. Also, I, think, I don't know if he's even going to get a contract for the uh, Browns after this offseason. They better have
0: a I think they franchise him and figure it out because I don't know what they – I don't know what they do if they don't keep him, but I don't think they can keep him. That's the problem.
1: Well, yeah, the, I'll tell you this much. The answer is not in the draft. And we no. see this on the podcast all the time. The answer – for these teams is not in the draft unless you're trying to go for a wide receiver like uh New Orleans. New Orleans needs to tank for the rest of the year. Get get Chris Olave. Hey, the um, quarterback. Through. uh do you give Jameis another round?
0: No. I think if you have a chance to go out and get a Russell Wilson, I don't see why you hesitate. They make the cap work. They're magicians with it. If he, if him or Deshaun Watson is available and all of his stuff is situated and he's exonerated yeah. and, and it's still an iffy situation because of public perception and we don't have to dig into, into that type of stuff but I don't know. Maybe, do they give Jameson? something? That's fine but there's going to be so many teams that are going to be hunting down quarterbacks you know if Deshaun's available, if Russell Wilson's available, if Aaron Rodgers available that's not out of the ground possibility. Does San Francisco go ahead and move Garoppolo or do they stick with him for another year? I would imagine the Raiders.
1: I think they move from Garoppolo but I don't know if- I, all, all these names that you're throwing out and names that are on the market i don't know if they're necessarily just absolutely just way better than James. and if you can save some money and re-sign Jameis, first off he's coming off an injury yeah uh, which is good and bad bad because he's coming off an injury but good you can use that in in your favor of of money talk um then I, you know i don't know if russell wilson's leaving i think that if anybody's leaving for that organization uh, I think it would be Pete Carroll for sure.
0: I think Pete's done regardless. I think the the jury's out if Russ sticks around. For me – That's I, what
1: I said. That's exactly what I said. I don't yeah. know if Russ is gone, but I don't know if he's necessarily stay, staying either. But I think Pete Carroll is gone.
0: I think Pete's probably Pete's probably done. I think there's a lot of teams that, look, that are interested in looking at quarterbacks. For the longest time, I thought Philadelphia would be looking for one. I don't know anymore. I think they're probably pretty happy with Jalen Hurts. I think Carolina is absolutely going to be pushing very hard – for Deshaun Watson. We heard from, you know, months that Miami was going to get him. They were working towards a deal at the deadline. They couldn't get the stuff out for, uh, for with their, their legal situation. Right. Since then, all Tua has done is win. And they've had about five in a row. So now what? So right. somebody's going to break, somebody's going to make, breaking and get a quarterback. I think there's no way in hell that Denver does not go in the next season with a different, different, a star caliber quarterback. I think they're that close.
1: Yeah, who, I know I, it's different in the NFL, obviously, because like free agents just don't move. Right. <laughs> These big name guys don't usually, especially they may something Tom Brady. Um, they may move a little bit, but like if you have a franchise quarterback, you have a franchise quarterback, you're not letting that guy go. Right. You're gonna pay him however much money that you need to pay him and you're gonna try and, and give him as many uh, weapons around him. The reason why I said the thing about Dak was is I'm going to and I said this on my podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna grade Dak. How he gets paid and how he gets perceived. They have uh, to from from the people next to him, from his colleagues, the guys that he goes up against. Right, so he gets he gets as much money as Pat Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's not on the level of those guys. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because Aaron Rodgers can go to uh, Arizona and play without Devo everybody, and and nobody. Yeah, exactly. Like the the weapons that Dak has to offer is incredibly. They have to have, besides Tampa Bay, they have to have uh, the best offensive of personnel.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if the offensive line being a little bit older, I know guys have been banged up. And, you know, Zeke's older. Amari's been hurt. You know, Michael Gallup there without.
1: I don't care. Go out and beat the freaking Broncos.
0: I agree. And I don't take a lot away. I mean, your brother talked about this last week. I don't take a lot away from that Broncos loss just because – Every team is bound to get one of those games that just sneaks up on you. But when you kind of, you know, when you turn around and I don't take a lot away from the Falcons' win either. Um, but you lose a game like you do to, to the Raiders. That one, that's the one that kind of stings. And I'll have to be like, well, you know, they had the defensive, they had the four pass interference calls, and the referee. I would agree. I I don't disagree, but it's probably, if you're as good as you think you are, and we think that you are, then you probably shouldn't struggle with a good, but not great Raiders team that has gone through every which imaginable tragedy possible in the season, and I'm kind of a de facto Raider fan, just because I like Derek Carr, and I think the Raiders are cool.
1: Well, listen, they were at home, right? It doesn't have come down to the last call of the game, like, I don't ever blame, I never blame uh, calls, or I never blame a game on, on the refs, ever, because if, if it may make stuff more difficult. Absolutely. But I'm not going to ever play because there were opportunities there for the Cowboys Mm -hmm. to do something. It's not like they just played perfect. They played far from perfect. So did the calls dampen them? Absolutely. And I I don't like to turn on an NFL game and see 85 flags thrown. I don't like that. It's not why I watch the game, but at the same time too, um, I I didn't think that they had any business being in the game with the Raiders to begin with at home. Mm -hmm. I don't at home in Dallas. With 80,000 fans watching at home Thanksgiving. Like, come on, fellas. I, I, that's my that's my worry about the Cowboys. Yeah. It's and the thing that they're in the worst division of the league.
0: Yeah. And they have teams that are, those teams are kind of, kind of coming outside of the Giants. And I don't know what the Giants do next year. I kind of feel like they need to clean house. I'd like to hang on to a coach for one more year. Um, but I think it's time to definitely clean house. Washington's another team that their quarterback goes from being really good and they're playing well right now. Yeah. Philadelphia is another one we just talked about. They're playing really, really well right now. So Dallas is going to win the division, but they we were talked at one point: could they be a number one seed? Could they get home field advantage? Could they have a home? That, that's all out the window now because
1: Arizona in that, and in Green Bay.
0: Yeah, and they still have to. They still have to play a lot of division games. They've still got a lot to go.
1: Yes, and I don't I don't
0: have their schedule directly in front of me, but you know, sitting at eight and four, my best guess is they're looking at somewhere along the lines of.
1: Well, they've got to play Washington twice. Um, I think they two. split that. I think they split that as well. I think they they have to go to New York. They have to uh, they play the Cardinals uh, at home the second to last week, and then they have to play the Eagles in Philadelphia. The thing is, is like the back half of their schedule is not necessarily difficult. It's where you're playing, right? So going on the road. On the road in you know in december that's like the last game of the year i think yeah it is mm-hmm. we're talking about december january playing in these places you want to talk about how cold green bay is philadelphia is just as cold new york is just as cold you going to go on the road to arizona right and the best thing that they can do they can't run the football for crap right Ooh. the worst running defense in, in uh in the nfl which is the raiders they couldn't run for more than 60 yards yeah so if you can't run the football and, and it's cold weather, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really care to hear about how people aren't healthy. Um, nobody in the NFL at this time is healthy.
0: So, no, listen. Once you reach December, it's it's figure it out time, and just kind of talking through their schedule. I think they split against Washington, so they're one and one. I think they beat the Giants. I think they lose to Philadelphia, and I think that they probably lose to Arizona too.
1: Yep. So I think that they win two or three more games, and they're sitting at. Ten and seven. 10 and seven, eleven and six. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that's maybe. I think I think that's appropriate for what they are. I don't think they're any better than that.
1: Um, yeah, but that but that one seed, man, would have been.
0: They would have been nice. Yeah.
1: Going and playing in places like Green Bay is, man, I, you're that's so difficult, right? Like that is so incredibly difficult. I, I don't yeah. know how you I, I don't know how you. Let me let me look to the the playoff
0: thing. Oh, I think if any team has to go to Green Bay this year, they're in trouble. And I especially think Dallas or the Rams. And we talked about the Rams a lot the last couple of weeks. I don't know. I, I'm kind of worried about them. But yeah, I think I think Dallas needed at least one home playoff win because if they have to open up in Green Bay, they're looking at they're in trouble. They have got to do oh, that. But, oh,
1: hundred I, um, I don't know if anybody that wants to just go to Green Bay, but I don't know. I, Arizona's looking real real good right now. So you get them been healthy, been healthy in, in time. Long. now. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah and then the one team that people are probably upset about but i'm actually kind of happy to see it i'm patriots are the number one seed again oh i actually, I actually it's so that. great it's so great And they play tonight the against buffalo that's going to be a, that's probably the game of the weekend thus far you know it's on monday night i i think it just speaks to the genius of what of that whole organization they took one year off and it's very easy when you go through that kind of divorce with Brady and you're like, you know, he goes on and wins the Super Bowl and he's tan and he's drunk at the parade and he's got all these stars and they win. And yeah. he wins because that's the best, he's the best quarterback to ever play. And Belichick in you know, New England, they look old and curmudgeon, like they don't know what they're doing. Well, you give them one year. They had a bunch of opt outs with COVID. They come back, they kind of get through with Cam, who's not an NFL caliber starting quarterback anymore. Unfortunately, no. Kind of figure it out. And then, they essentially draft Tom Brady light, go out and spend some money in free agents and get the defense sorted. Out. They're fine again. They're fine. They're not going anywhere. And we're at this rate, we're on a crash course for another Kansas city in, in new England. AOC championship game, because I've said this for weeks. I don't know who in the AOC is just outstanding. And nobody. For, right. And for a, a short period of time, it was Baltimore. That kind of felt like smoking mirrors. And I think that kind it was of
1: Tennessee. And then it was, uh, no. Cincinnati.
0: I'm now now I am drinking Cincinnati Kool Aid despite oh, the have, the, the too, shellacking yesterday, yesterday like, but yeah. Yeah,
1: he has got blown out. Stupid idiots. Tennessee. Tennessee can't run the football, and Ryan Tannehill is is not a. I think he's a below average quarterback.
2: I'd say he's like, slightly above average, but yeah. Well,
1: no. Okay, the only reason I say that is what was that loss that they had? It was whenever they very first. I think it was was it the Colts. No, nah, they
0: beat the Colts. They they won that they the Colts. Yeah.
1: yeah, they did. They did beat the Colts. It was I can't remember. Oh, was it against the Texans? It may have I been against the Texans. I Think so. Yeah, yeah. They let Ryan Tannehill very. They they let Ryan Tannehill throw fifty-two passes and he threw through four interceptions. So that sure. that is. I'm not saying that that is what Ryan Tannehill is. They've been hurt a lot too. You know but what I mean? They have been hurt, but they have been hurt. I would say that if I'm having anybody come out of the AFC, I would say. Uh, New England and Kansas City. Um, I like Kansas City more than Buffalo because, man, Buffalo has just been dropping a ball. They're so hit or miss. They are. The coin flip. I mean, they, they blew out the Saints, but their Saints suck. Um, but then they got blown out the week prior. They got blown out
0: by the Colts. Yeah, and, and they got bullied. I mean, really, I mean, Jonathan Taylor ran the ball down their throat for like close to 200 yards. And B- Buffalo should be better because they had, you know, at, at some, early in the season, they were one of the top-ranked defenses. And there was so much expectation on Josh Allen to to be an MVP because there was a good case we made. He he should have been an MVP last year. And can't, they come in this year, they kind of lose a weird one to Pittsburgh Pittsburgh open season. And then they go on a run but they've just been so inconsistent. I think a lot of it is they don't have a run game.
1: They're so, they're so
0: Josh Allen. Yeah, and they're so Josh Allen dependent to do everything. Very similar to what Seattle has to do with Russell Wilson. Like, hey, we're going to kind of screw around and not really, you know, but hey, fourth quarter, Josh Allen going to make a play and win the game for us. Same thing like Russell Wilson has been doing for years in Seattle. And that does catch up with you, especially when it's a young quarterback like that. So I – I'm silently rooting for New England to get back there just because I like seeing people cry about it. Yeah. And that 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 that's that's part of it. And just because I like seeing it, but you know, like you said, we're we're coming down on the wire with, with football and stuff. But um man, you got anything else?
1: No, I think that I'm gonna say this. Uh I hope the Cowboys don't make the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, you should have seen the, you should have been there on Thanksgiving, dude. We were watching the, we were watching the game. David Thorne stuff. Oh, man. David was so mad. Oh, <laughs> I was talking crap to him the whole rest of the day, dude. It was phenomenal. Little brothers
0: are the worst. I swear to God. you are terrible.
1: Yeah. But then he kept saying how he, how they beat us, which, you know, rightfully so. But,
0: oh, I forgot about that.
1: We're not too, we're not too good either. Yeah. With a backup quarterback, too. Uh, listen, our, our $20 million quarterback likes, likes to uh, line up under the right guard.
0: Uh, that i i feel like he should get a pass for that want to give him a pass I it's very, it's I very, it's very easy to make that mistake i think
1: no it's no it's not kirk has been playing this game for 20 years buddy listen i you, you got to know where the center is okay i, I do
0: remember when he was at michigan state so he has been around a while so maybe he shouldn't maybe 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 he shouldn't get a pass but um well, man, uh, I finally got you on one of these. I told you I did. I figured I'd do it. I figured this would be the best time to, to save you because you know so much about your you're college football savant. So oh, I love I, it, man.
1: Probably, I, it, I, there's not a better sport than college football. Like, I, just the, the amount of upsets that we see, the, the passion for college football, obviously the, the college kids, the drunk college kids make it more enjoyable, too. You are certainly one of those drunk
0: college kids. I've seen you before. So if I've definitely seen your, your social media before When you get all You're well lubricated hey, At your basketball I games
1: it. I get real into it I'm wearing my red and black
0: That's why you go Listen There is nothing wrong With spending your hard-earned money And loan money And going out there And blowing it on beer Okay There's no Everybody does it Everyone does it I don't Because I'm a respected journalist If anybody from my job is listening I don't do that It's okay But No I do I do but no, listen, no, there's nothing wrong with going out and supporting your team. And I have certainly seen that you are so funny on social media. God, every time I see your story, I'm like inside a game, I'm like, I got to see what this is. because There's a good chance he's probably screaming some type of profanity laced rant at, at the <laughs> team's coach. And I can't, when, do you know when Texas comes, when Chris Bird comes back?
1: Oh, it, January or February 2nd.
0: Oh,
1: I wish oh, I hadn't we're, bought we're, tickets to that. We've already, we've already, we're already talking about it they're doing actually a program where it's like a loyalty for royalty so if we if you go to the five games then you get like early access to the ticket tickets mm-hmm. so i'm gonna buy the tickets um and and we'll probably be that's on a tuesday i don't know why it's on a tuesday that's
2: an awful game
1: but i don't care because i'm not going to school that monday tuesday or wednesday maybe nope. even they even take off the thursday whenever we beat them it matters uh, anyway. it's plenty of time to catch
0: up in the spring don't worry about it
1: absolutely yeah it's, yeah if I'm not here promoting good study habits, everyone. I was, gonna, sure. I was gonna say, if my parents are listening right now, that'd be something else. But no, we're gonna be camping out probably that weekend, so we'll, we'll have our we'll have our tent and everything. We'll be camping out. Um, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm telling. I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. Chris Beard, you better pull up in one of those Pope Mobiles, one of those one of those cars that the president pulls up in, because buddy, it's, the amount of hate they've got, they're gonna have to put like a dome around the uh, around the court because. We're gonna be just be throwing shit out. Don't throw, don't, don't
0: throw stuff. I
1: I I can't, I'm not going to, but I can't, I can't, you know. I had somebody sit next to me in the last basketball game said he's already got batteries to throw in Chris Beard. No,
0: God, please don't go throw batteries. It's a good way to get arrested.
1: And I was waiting for the laugh, I was waiting for like the punchline, the joke.
0: No, he said, No, listen, I got double, I got double edge right here. I don't.
1: I'm, yep, he was being, he was being serious. It's going to be, I'm, I'm telling you, there's going to be, there's going to be 57 people that walk out of there arrested for the night. And as they and should, my, my dad has already been telling me, oh, you better not be one of those.
0: Don't, yeah, don't, don't, you don't want to go be one of those, dude, because there's nothing worse than looking like the dumb kid or the adult, especially the adult who gets taken out in handcuffs at a college basketball game because you don't know how to act. It's, you can... Yeah, listen. I don't go to college basketball. UNT we're definitely a basketball powerhouse here uh, in the Conference USA. <laughs> but uh,
1: oh, dude, I, Mike Mike Wilson on my on my podcast. He goes to UNT, so he we talk about uh, UNT a, a couple whenever y'all beat UTSA. We were talking about it.
0: Listen, I, I watched that game, and I was sitting there telling my brother, "I was like, when they're going to win this game?" He's like, "No, they're not. It's not going to happen." And <laughs> we were at lunch with some family after Thanksgiving, and I showed him my phone, and it was they were up like you know thirty one ten. He's like, "What the hell?" And I was like, "I told you." Listen. Trying to, get, we got to be ball eligible. So now we're playing in the Frisco Classic. Right? I don't even know what that is. I think that's the one-off bubble this year. But I think, it,
1: I think that was the one ball that they
0: just made up. Yes, they just it's it's called the uh, Frisco Football. Cl- I don't know how it's it's a classic. It's never been played before. <laughs> exactly,
1: and it's in Frisco too.
0: So yeah, they're playing at. Uh, you guys
1: don't have to travel.
0: Yeah, where where are y'all playing this year?
1: Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, we were playing the, the Liberty Bowl. We were playing Mississippi State. That's right, you're playing Mike
0: Leach. I saw that. Oh, that's gonna be so good. And, Mike,
1: and you know what's crazy is Mike Leach used to be the coach of art of, of tech, obviously. And but Sonny Cumbie was his quarterback, and Sonny mm-hmm. Cumbie will be coaching against uh Mike Leach for the bowl game. So that's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's, it's gonna be great.
0: No, no, UNT and Miami of Ohio they're playing at the Toyota Center, or Toyota Stadium in Frisco. It seats like 2,000 people, but uh. I'll be there. i am
1: already been looking at, like, the tickets for, like, the Cotton Bowl in Texas. Northern it's insane. College. Oh, my God. It's bad. Like, college football, the committee, like, they made, like, a package deal. You could buy, like, a suite and all this kind of stuff. Um, like, three grand. Oh, dude. It's, like, four, five, six grand. There's <laughs> one that they didn't even lift, list the price. It's their, like, um, VIP, MVP-type deal. They didn't even list the price because I, I – Six I, months I, worth of salary dude yeah it's no that's literally probably what my parents make it's incredible honestly it's,
0: incredible. <laughs> Somebody's pay it. it's so bad i mean because that's uh that's bama and um
1: yeah it's bama cincinnati City. right yeah. yeah
0: yeah oh i did have one more thing for, before i let you go i told you we were talking about this the new year's six day stuff oh yeah no i completely forgot what, i don't know what i was thinking so Cause we were talking about the bowl game, obviously, so obviously, you got Bama Cincy, they're doing the Cotton Bowl. You got Michigan, Georgia, are they in the Orange Bowl this year? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I
1: think
0: so. Okay, it's George Bowl. Then you got Michigan State, Pittsburgh in the Peach Bowl, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Fiesta Bowl. Really looking forward to that one. Utah, Ohio State, Rose Bowl. I think that's going to be good, but part of me thinks Ohio State's just going to turn that into a bloodbath.
1: Maybe so. I, I don't know how I feel about
0: it yet. And then my personal favorite. Baylor-Ole Miss Sugar Bowl New Year's Day. Yep. Which one stands out most to you outside of the state, outside of the semifinals?
1: Oh, the Baylor-Ole Miss game. I That's what that I thought. Be, I think that it'll be the biggest uh, – I, I think that it'll be the closest game, at least from outsider looking in, um, prior to the game actually being played. Uh, you know, I, I do think that Ohio State – or Utah could give Ohio State a run for their money, maybe. Um, Utah is very underrated. Their defense is really good. It's really good. Um, they've got – uh lloyd i promise you, he's the best defensive player you've never heard of um he's going to be a first round draft pick they've 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 got a lot of really good players on their team and they just play together like they don't have a ton of like first round talent on their team but same thing for oklahoma state you know <laughs> they don't have a ton of first round talent on their team um nfl talent even uh, but for some reason they like they they win games so. yeah uh, but oh miss also really good too lane kiffin I'm glad that Lane Kiffin is back on the uh, national stage again. National stage. I he's love, I love Lane Kiffin.
0: I like that he just intentionally tries to piss people off in the media. He's, right. he's the Mike it's, Leach. Of- it's so good, except he does it better and he's better looking. But Mike, yeah. Mike even Mike Leach is Lane oh, Kiffin oh. funny and he's kind of a jerk at times. Mike Leach is just out there. Is, yeah, he is. He's just he's he's a different breed. I think if I look at one of the major six-day bowls, it's got to be Notre Dame and, and Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. I think the circumstances with Notre Dame having having Marcus Freeman potentially coach his first game in a bowl game. That's gonna be ridiculous. And I would and I have this weird I like Oklahoma State. I always have for some reason. I don't know why. I think Mike Gundy's really cool. Gundy's a cool dude. So that's probably the game I'm looking forward to outside of uh outside of, you know, the new, you know the, the CFP games. Last question and I'll let you go. Because I know you've been podcasting for like two and a half, three hours now. Oh, so. I, can do this for I know you could. You, told, you even told me that. I, was like, I feel bad that I'm getting it after a show, but this is probably the best time we can get together. Oh, yeah. I need your predictions for CFP and the semifinals. And then who do you think wins the national championship? Because I don't know if i get to talk to you again before we play it.
1: Oh, Bama, for sure. Bama, all the way? Yeah. I, I will say that, the, that they will definitely run into issues. I hope that Michigan wins because I would love to see Michigan play Bama. I would too, um, and I think that it'll be a better matchup for Bama. I want Bama to win uh, because I want people to quit having this conversation. Like Nick Saban's not the greatest college football coach of all time, <laughs> um, but I think Bama will win. Obviously, John Metchie just tore his ACL, so that's a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've got they've got Williams, Bryce Young is phenomenal. He can make plays out of nothing, so I like Bama there. Uh I don't know if it'll even be close to Cincinnati. I don't know. I know that Sauce Gardner for Cincinnati is 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 probably a top fifteen uh player, but uh or top fifteen draft player, but I don't know, man. I don't know if they can hang with I don't either.
0: I think that game's over by halftime. Yeah. I could be wrong. I would love to sit here. I'd love for somebody where I can find this, which means they listen to an hour and a half of you and I talking. But more importantly, I'd love for somebody where I can find it and prove me wrong.
1: Well, I, I, you know what? If, if Bama plays the way that they played against LSU and Auburn. Mm-hmm. They're in trouble. Then, yeah, they're in trouble. Because I think Cincinnati is better than both of those teams, and their defense is better than both of those teams. But if they play the way that they just played against Georgia this last week, oh, I don't think anybody can stop them. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, even with John Mechie out, I don't think – I'm not a big Bill O'Brien fan. I hate Bill O'Brien, actually. I think Nick Saban really dropped the ball hiring him. Uh, B-O-B. I I trust. Him. So much, uh, I, I think that he, I think he single handedly lost them the game for him.
0: Is, is it the butt chin that you don't like because of Bill O'Brien? Or...
1: No mm-hmm. man, he is, a, he is a program killer. Like he just kills programs.
0: I mean, he did save Penn State from the brink of like extinction. Give him credit for that.
1: Man, that was so long ago.
0: That's, it's got to count for something, given what they went through. With all that was gross. Yeah,
1: but he he lost the game against uh, against um. A um, and M, A&M.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, he did kind of deconstruct the the Houston Texans too. It's not like they had a twenty four nothing lead on Kansas City and they choked that away too. But listen, he comes from the Belichick family tree, so he's always going to get opportunities. And now if he's in, listen, disgraced coaches go to Alabama they rehabilitate their their image, and then they go find jobs elsewhere. And then if that doesn't work, then they don't coach anymore. That's what like it happens.
1: Lane Kiffin and Jimbo and
0: sarkisian sark Sarkeesian. Sark. Sarkeesian. Sarke. yeah i think if i had to pick cfp I'm, i think bama's in i think it's bama georgia rematch i really do
1: i, wish, I, could, I hope it's not
0: I, I want to be wrong because if i'm wrong then i want michigan to win the whole damn thing um personally think. but i uh, mean
1: harbaugh, harbaugh just signed that extension too so i think that it'll like solidify uh to at least michigan fans and michigan the university that Okay, this guy can coach football. Yeah, because he's been he has caught so
0: much crap in the time he's been there. They were a joke before he was and now they're consistently at 10 win, you know, 10, 11 win program year in, year out. That right. that means something they had one oh,
1: off year last year, but I'm gonna
0: blame it on COVID. I don't take anything away from last year in any sport, um, just because of COVID. And the one thing that was on his back is he had to be at Ohio State. He's done that. I I think I think he, he's getting where he needs to go. So well man, I'm gonna just get out of here. I I'm gonna run to um appreciate you coming on good talking with you
1: yeah appreciate you having me on I will I do want to shout my podcast out if you if you want to listen to more sports uh three guys we uh it's like real reactions like we hit record and there's no script there's nothing uh and every take that you hear is is real and genuine so whenever you hear me say that Cliff Kingsbury is the best coach and he's better than Bill Belichick I believe it and I mean it so Uh, some stuff like that so but we talk we talk all nba uh, nfl college football sometimes we'll throw some soccer in there maybe uh college basketball college football you name it we talk about it so um if you have some you know if you have some free time if you're driving home from college five and a half hour drive uh maybe maybe throw that on there
0: Mm. it's very professional it's pretty good it's a good spot there It's it's a good read that was just off the cuff right
1: Oh yeah, I had no Wait. intention of saying that. No,
0: it's that. fine. Listen, I don't know if you listened to last week. I even gave you a shout out last week. Oh, I
1: did I
0: at the listen. at the end of it. Yeah, I was like, hey, I had boy. to
1: hear my I had to hear my brother's <laughs> awful takes.
0: I, like, I told I told David on the on the record I'm like they will probably appreciate me doing that for them. I will give him a plug. I'm gonna help. Gonna help everybody out. But yeah, listen, I'm. Give me a call. I'll try to hop on there sometime. Whenever you guys, if you want a fourth guest? I'll come in there and mix it up, and awesome. hopefully everybody will throw stuff at their screen trying to hit me because I just. If I'm, if I'm if i'm so lucky that'll happen but i uh, guys this has been the lp podcast i appreciate you guys listening you can find me on twitter at prater Layton and the show at underscore lp podcast you can also go download this on spotify and apple Podcasts. i'd be greatly appreciated my name is Prater. that guy on the other side of the screen is jonathan kath he's gracious enough to spend some time with us today and we will talk to you guys next week see ya